Trusting with Carrie Jones. This episode has been brought to you by Fishing in Wales, the number one website for Welsh angling, created by anglers for anglers. Where, when, how, and what to fish for in Wales. Fishing in Wales has it covered. Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's podcast. This week's guest is Marketing Manager of Fishing in Wales. We meet up at the last week of the season at the Beacons Reservoir, on the edge of the Brecon Beacons National Park. Like myself, he has a passion for wild browns, and he goes through in the summary of his season. He talks about his, his work with fishing in Wales, from trout fishing, the salmon, the sea trout, and bass, and his goals for the winter months ahead. He plans to fish for grayling and pike. Wales has got a lot to offer, and we had such an enjoyable time. We fished in the morning, had a few fish and then made our way over to the island where we make a brew and did this recording. Welcome to my chat with Kerry Thomas. Well, it's not a bad place to have lunch, is it, on the island? Oh, it's absolutely stunning out here, isn't it, Kerry? Um, just another lovely place in Wales where you can come and enjoy yourself, isn't there, with a bit of fishing? Yeah, I, I have fished here in the past many times years ago we've never actually been on the island yeah i've been fishing up here for maybe um over 20 years this is one of the first reservoirs i started fishing and uh, you get to know it and um, yeah you can wade around the back of the island and wade over and you know it's, it's it's a great little spot here when i fished your last they used to stock it with rainbows it's not now is it it's just purely wild browns yeah it's been wild brownies probably for about 15 years uh, Welsh water used to put in you know, a few hundred, uh, but it, but it's almost always been wild brown trout fishing here. This was the main attraction, you know, for for me coming up here was was good sized wild brownies, um, you know, like we've had a few today, haven't we? Which, which yeah, are, over a pound. Yeah, nice. Pound a quarter. Lovely fish, and they good quality fish, plenty of them. Um, I mean, historically over the years, you know, three and four pound wild brown trout are coming out of here, you know. No, it's, it's, um, is it run by a club or it's leased by a club? What's the story with? Yeah, well, the Beacons Res, uh, it's always, to my knowledge, been leased to the Osprey uh, Fly Fishing Club. So you can join the club for about £60 a year um, and you can fish it here as many times as you want. Is it? So it's been, you know, it's been a really good, um, good option, inexpensive fishing. Um, and the other way you can fish here is a day ticket with the um, fishing passport with the Wyanesk Foundation. Right. And you book that online. How much is it a day to fish this? Uh, £10. Nothing, is it? So it's nothing, it's nothing really. Um, or as I say, if you want a full season on here, which is £60, and you get about 14 miles of the rivers as well for that. Yeah. You know? I'll mention in the story notes then the contact details for the Ospreys, if somebody wants yeah. to join them. I was a member there. That's yeah. how I started off fishing. They got a, a clubhouse in um, Abercullen. Yeah, they got a clubhouse in Abercullen. I, I remember going there a few times, and, and it's a good crack with, with the yeah. boys, you know, and yeah. good fly time evenings. And 
Yeah. Um, like many clubs in Wales, isn't it? You know, they're, they're well run. Well, as we set up this morning, you, what, I set up with um, a floating line, here's you in a point, size 10, and a, a 12 cruncher. And it was quite calm then, wasn't it? A hint of a breeze, nothing much happening. And uh, I had one and, and struck in, missed one, but they were down a bit, weren't they? So you put, what did you put yeah, on? Yeah, so, so I thought they might be down a bit, and I, I just put a long leader on with an intermediate poly leader and just a simple um, black uh, mini lure. Dog nobbler, I suppose, would be yeah. the, the old word. Streamer is, is the fancy term nowadays. <laughs> um, and just fish that and, and just kind of cast it out where I could see the river channel, you know, near the top end of the race. Yeah. And just let it sink into the gully. And, you know, picked a few up doing that, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you don't have to go imitative, do you? Sometimes we can give trout a bit too much respect. You can just throw a line out with... Uh, you know, like, like a, a lure, and you pull them just as much. You, you will, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're more aggressive wild brownies than people give them credit for. Yeah. You know, they're quite territorial, and it's water temperature dependent, you know, the back end of the season, like today. Yeah. Lovely, you know, cool water temperature, and, and the fish, you know, they, they are getting that sort of breeding instinct. They're a bit more yeah. aggressive, so with a lure, early and late in the season, it's, it's a really good tactic that perhaps a lot of people don't really um, use. Well, this is the last week of the season, the brown trout season. Now, I think it's finishing Sunday, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Seventeenth of October, so we've got a, we've got a few days left. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, this is just you know. It's funny, funny time of year, mind, isn't it? Do you know what? When I woke up this morning, I think, right, do I take thermals with me or suntan lotion? Because on Sunday, I was fishing on the Ask, and you had to have sunblock on. Oh, it's been a freak of a year, hasn't it? We, we've had this freezing cold spring. And that very, very hot, dry summer, and then this prolonged sort of Indian summer, sort of autumn, haven't we? So how's your season been then? Uh, it's been really good, uh, to, be, to be fair, given those conditions. Um, you know, I, I probably started off on, on the rivers more than anything. Um, and, you know, there was some great fishing on, on rivers like the Ebu and the Upper Taff and the Usk early season. And then, you know... A bit of uh, fish on Talabot when it early. I, I think I bumped into you myself. Opening day, wasn't it? Alan Parfit, yeah, yeah, and we had, we had quite a good uh, good opening day. I wish I did. I, I fished an opening day, and I probably give it a miss for a month then, and got back in sort of middle of April. Yeah, and it was superb then. But the thing is, I spoke to um, Tim the other day, Tim Clewellyn, and he said, "Yeah, I missed the best bit." Even though it was cold and, you know, the, the lake was high, some of the best fishing is in March. Yeah, it's almost like a duck fly um, experience, yeah, you know, they're on the black buzzers, um, which I kind of didn't do because I'd missed out on quite a lot of river fishing last year because of the lockdown. So for me, that early part of the season was yeah, getting on the rivers and, yeah, you know, so I, so I kind of did that. Um, and I, you know, as I say, I had some great fishing. And then I came back to the lakes then, sort of um, August time, middle of August, you know, and, and then decided to fish through till the end of the season, just concentrating on the lakes then. And, um, you know, been up to um, quite a variety of different places. You were at Talithlin the other day, weren't you? Yeah, I went to Talithlin with um, Alan Parfit and um, Lynn Davis. And um, we've been wanting to... Uh, give that a fish for a while, you know, because obviously it was um, once known as a premier fishery, wasn't it, in Wales? It was, yeah. And 
I think it changed hands, didn't it? 2015, and they and they took the boats away, and, and nothing much happened there. You know, you couldn't even get a ticket. But I, I did um, some stories of some big fish being caught there about two years ago. Uh, mate of mine, Lee Evans, he went up there, and he had one that was an ounce under four pound. Nice. Wild brown, and um, you could then get a you know bank ticket from the hotel. That's where you get your ticket now. Yeah, you get your ticket in there, and. Um, so we went up there, uh, got the ticket, it was 16 quid, just bank only. Um, and we went up the north shore of the lake then and, and just fished um, along the margins. And um, That's the opposite side of your tail, is it? Yeah, the opposite side. How would you access that then? Well, you've got a couple of options. You can park by the hotel and then walk around the bottom road. Or we went down... Um, by the house on the far side. There's a house, yeah, and there's a, there's a road. So you can drive along that road and there's like a lay-by in front of the house. Oh, yeah. And we went through it there. Um, I will warn you that if you do go, look out for the barbed wire fence. There's a farmer, he's built um, a barbed wire fence for part of it. But there are places you can get over. Oh. So just make sure you bring your waders. Because once you're in the water, the fence uh, stops you walking along. You've got you to almost wade along the margin. Oh, right. Um, and then, you know, fish your way up. Um, lots of weed in there still, like this Canadian pond weed, but um, it was definitely fishable with, with some nice, like, gaps in it, you know? Yeah. Like, about 20 yards out, you had, like, a weed line and a little trough, and the fish were cruising that. And um, it turned out really well. You know, it, it was very slow to begin with, flat calm. Couldn't get anywhere near the fish, you know, and the, the water was, like, gin clear. As soon as you got the cloud and the wind, um, it really picked up. And, yeah, and we ended up that, with um, some really nice fish. I, th I think we had, you know, probably like 40 fish between three of us. Yeah. And up to about a pound and a quarter. Good quality wild brownies. Yeah. Um, saw some really big fish moving when it was calm. You know, fish top and tailing. You know, as they do, they, the fish appeared and they mopped up little buzzers and you, I could yeah. see some of these big backs, you know, and they were a range or couldn't get anywhere near them. Um, I'm hoping to see one or two good fish today, mind, because even while we've been sitting here now, there's one or two good fish that could be a couple of pound out the distance, yeah. isn't it? Oh, definitely, yeah. We, we kind of need a bit of wind, don't we, just to, to bring them into the yeah. shore, you know, they're kind of out there. And, you could hear that heli. I don't know if could, it picks it up. The mic, that helicopter now. Like we did the Brecon Beakers National Park, and that's probably someone the search and rescue. Probably, it probably is. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they seem to be uh, quite regular. Um, I, I actually went up to Snowdon as well a few weeks ago, up there. And, did you? And, yeah. What, fishing or Fish, fishing? Yeah, three <clears throat> days. Yeah. And um, we were up near Triffin, um, and come Midwell. Yeah. And um, it was myself and Alan Parfit and Mark Evans went up there. And um, it was a great little, like, long weekend fishing break. But there was helicopters there. And, and you, you could hear them all the time because, you know, people are going up the mountains unprepared. Did you have any goals this year which you've, we've, like, fulfilled? Yeah, well, one of them was to climb to the highest um, fishable lake in Wales, which um, was the, the main objective of this trip, you know. So we, we managed to get there. It's called... Um, Fanon Thloya, which means well of the moon, because it's so high up. And I think it's 2,200 2, feet high. And um, hell of a climb, like, from the valley, like, a good hour. And, what did um, you catch? Well, Path caught. He had a nice fish, maybe just under a pound. Right. 
Um, but it's a very small lake. It, it's kind of... I think I've seen it. Yeah, on, on it's like line. yeah, five or six acre, gin clear, and you know, as soon as you, and it was flat calm. So what was it? Fernandfloyer. Fernandfloyer, yeah. But yeah, that, so you didn't quite get the highest trout in Wales yourself. I, I didn't get it myself, yeah, but I was happy enough to to see it being caught, and I managed to get it all on film. So I so I, I did a little video for the Fishing in Wales YouTube channel. Will we see that though? And um, yeah, I've just released it onto the channel. What oh, was it? So it's worth having, having a watch, you know, and, and I got it all on film. The, the climate there and the capture of the fish, you know. So um, I fancy doing that a while back. I did get on to doing it. And the highest lake in South Wales, I think, Llynnavan. Yeah, yeah, that, that's quite a high lake. Um, yeah, in South Wales, I think. Yeah, it's full of fish. But uh, unfortunately, you're not allowed to fish it officially. It's... Um, Oh, did we touch on this last time? Yeah, we did. Oh, I don't think we could talk about it. But yeah. um, so, so that's one goal. Was there any other goals you did? You didn't have a good fish on the taff. That was another thing. I, I really wanted to catch um, a three pound plus wild brownie from a river. You know, they're, they're genuinely rare fish. So um, I kind of done a bit of uh, legwork looking looking for fish um, on the upper taff near the end of the season. You know, September. The Merthyr way, is um, it? Yeah, on the Merthyr Tidville Club. And and to be fair, I'd managed to catch some fish up to about two and a half pound. Some really good fish, you know, started to appear at the back end. Yeah. Um, but this one stretch I was fishing, I, I came across several large fish and thought, oh, bloody hell, you know, if we can get one of these and do a video as well, that'd be ideal. And, and we just had to wait for the conditions. We had a little bit of rain and it was the penultimate day of the season. Um, so we went up there and yeah, three and a half pound. Oh, this was the other day then? Yeah, the, the other day, yeah, just before the end of the river season. Um, absolutely amazing fish, you know, captured on film. And, and we, you know, we talk about the, uh, the fishing up there. And, Do you put any pictures up? I don't see that. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's one I think I put up. But, but I mainly kept that, that one uh, Wait till the video. back, yeah, because we're going to put the video out um, probably over the... The winter months, you know, yeah, and, and there's you know quite a few others going out as well. So, and what did you take? Uh, I took a little um, pheasant tail nymph, fished, um, you know, on a French leader. Oh right, so yeah, almost yeah. like under the rod tip. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, just kind of drifting it, you know, near the bottom, and that's become popular now, isn't it? Everyone's doing it. It's really popular, um, and you, and if you're looking to sort of try, it's really popular and unpopular. Yeah, I know, it, it does divide people, doesn't it? It divides yeah. the traditionalist, doesn't it, from, yeah. from the modern anglers. and Because and it, it's, it's a competition method, you see. So yeah. it's really effective. And you could probably give it to a beginner. And if they want to catch fish, you know, teach someone how to fish with a French leader, they're, they're going to catch a lot of fish. There's a couple of guys I noticed to fish sea trout with them. And they've had uh, a few fish from various yeah. rivers down south, you know, the Neath and uh, Ogmo. Well, well, Lynn uh, Davis, who I was fishing with the other day on Talithin, he does that on the Towie. And he, he's had some good sized sewing doing it, like, you know, five, yeah. six pounders, you know, in the daytime. I've had uh, a couple of goals. There's only one I didn't get. Um, I wanted to catch, like, I fish Ostrovelta. And I wanted to catch a two pound trout from Ostrovelta, yeah. which is run by Mountain Ash Anglers. And I, I joined the club because you've got, um, you've got two waters, Pendering. Uh, Rainbow Water, and they've got Astrovelta. And uh, I joined the club just to get Astrovelta. And um, I did manage to get one two and a half early on in the season. I fished a lot with 
Sean Jones. Oh yeah. And uh, a great angler. And we had a boat numerous times early season. And that was the biggest one. So I was chuffed a bit to that, the two and a half pound. I was hoping to get a two pound trout as well, my goal for Talabont, but I I haven't done it. I was seen with my own eyes two big, big trout from Talabont. Yeah. You know, you're talking like four to six, maybe mm. bigger. Yeah, yeah. So I know for a fact they're in there. So I'll have to stick to it. I might squeeze in the day, maybe, you know, before the end of the year, but I think listening to Tim, it's the it's the early part of the season you're likely to get them. Yeah. And not so much on the buzzers. You were style. The lures, yeah, or, or like a Montana nymph with a marabou tail, you know, this this is the sort of stuff. It's Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some clonkers in Talabont, uh, isn't there? It's just it is, a yeah. great res. Like, like so many of them are in the Brecon Beacons, you know, we've got such a variety um, and all easy to access, aren't they? Like, I tell you what, a bonus I had this year, which I didn't expect. I did a podcast with Paul Slaney, and uh, while I was chatting with him, we, we went down the river. And uh, he was, I was hoping to get some pictures of him into a salmon. So I had a couple of casts myself, and I struck, and I was into a shad. Oh, yeah. Two-pound yeah. shad. And that's something which you don't, didn't expect, like, you know. But I think that must have been around about June time. But they come up in the river then, don't yeah. they? Up in the Ask and the way. Uh, the yeah, it's like a mini tarpon, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's one of the it's protected... Um species isn't it nowadays yeah. you know they invest quite a lot of money into into keeping them uh, keep the runs going apparently yeah yeah have we done anything with the bass no i haven't i mean that's been on my list and i might do it um november because yeah. you know vaughan thomas don't you is is he reckons that you know later in the year is when people have gone home and yeah. they're not doing it november is is the, the month to do it so yeah. i might go down and pay him a visit and um yeah. Do a bit of bassing, so I so I know that you've been out, haven't you, off the Glamorganshire coast and Yeah. You're saying about uh, um Vaughan, I tell you who else thinks it's better towards the end of the year is um David Miller, the fish artist. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he says people have just finished now, thinking that's it, but not right up October, November, into December yeah. even, you know. So people don't realise the the water temperature stays warm, doesn't it? It takes so yeah. long for it to change, you know, for it to cool down. Yeah. Yeah, I, I fished back uh, throughout the summer. I was going once a week. And uh, again, the goal there this year was to get a £5 plus on a flight. Right. And uh, I've, I've had two over five in one night, actually. But I've lost big fish, two big, big fish, double figures. But I'm happy that I've got the yeah. five. But it's something that's gripped me, you know. It's something you can really... and You can't go any time. You've got to wait for the tides and... You know, yeah, there's a lot more it. to it in it than oh, checking yeah. chance, like you know. So yeah, they're cracking fish, like on the fly, like five pound. Yeah, all yeah. along the coast, all the way from. Yeah. You know, all the way down to Pembroke even. And but I normally fish the tidal stretches, the estuary. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I've never done. See, never. I have done, but I don't fish the sea itself. Yeah. Which I know people do, and probably get more luck with plugs and and things. Mm, it's easier, isn't it? Yeah. 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 But uh, and it's the sort of thing which I found. You can just go for like two hours, just a couple of hours, which is great. You can fit it in with your work or whatever. And I think Wales is spoilt really. There's all along the coast, you know. There's, there's the oh, places to catch yeah, a bass. For bass, isn't it? I mean, you know, you don't need to go as far as field as as Ireland, and 
you know no. you've got you've got our welsh coastline it's just famous for bass isn't it it's brilliant did you do any sea trout yeah. fishing this year i did i went down to the towie i uh, didn't catch anything oh. so it seems to be a very quiet year it um, was yeah. for, for most of the sewing rivers the exception um it's been the ogmore i've seen some of the boys fishing that and some tremendous sewing and salmon coming out of there there's a semi-urban river in it you know it's um yeah phenomenal there's good uh, grilling apparently in there as well yeah they've kind of spread you know they're, they're they're more common i think they started off in the Aweni, that's right which yeah. um was known for them for many years and, and they've dropped almost into the estuary and they've recolonized you know they've gone up into the ogmore and into some of the tributaries as well now this season's coming to an end are you one of these anglers who go straight into the grayling now and fish the rivers yeah, I probably will. It's it's great to do it in the winter because Wales, we've got so many brilliant places to go for grayling, haven't we? You know, we, you've got like the River Dee in North Wales, the, the River Severn, you've got the Upper Wye, the Irvine, the Ethon, all the, you know, all the tributaries up there. Yeah. And the South Wales rivers there, like the Lower Taff, um, the Rumney, which is one of my favourites, you know, it's, it's a fantastic, um, very prolific grayling uh, river that is. And it would be like the, that's must a Czech name, Finn. Would, would you use that French leader style for that then? Yeah, just basically the French leader casting a very short line. Yeah. On, it's almost like jigging, like, you know, you're presenting the, the flies hard on the bottom. The bugs. He- yeah, bugs basically. They're very heavily weighted, you know, with the tungsten bees on them. Yeah. And, and just kind of on the bottom, really, on the snout of the fish. What sort of size uh, are in the taff now? Well, the taff, um, a two-pounder is probably a good one on the taff, but I've, I have heard of, you know, fish two and a half, two and three quarters. Yeah. Um, you also get plenty of two-pounders on the Rubney. Um, but if you want a really big one, usually the Irvon or, or the Upper Wye um, or the Seven you get like a three would, would be uh, the potential there for, for like, you know, 50-centimetre grayling. The Welsh D as well, you know, is another one that can throw up some really big fish. Yeah. And, it's never gripped me, to be honest. It's like, it's yeah. a laugh. I uh, was talking with um, Tim Clwellyn the other day and we were talking about it. He said, oh, that's girly shit, that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I agree with him. Um, but yeah, it's great. It's, it is something to do in the winter, you know, and it's, it's just that nice, you don't need a long session. You don't need to go out there and chill yourself to the bone and, you know, yeah. two, three hours, in know, up, up to your um, armpits in freezing cold water is more than enough, yeah. but... To be fair, they're quite obliging fish. They're, they're not, exa- you know, once you. Are you the pocket of them? You'll have it. a couple of legs, don't yeah, you? Yeah, they're shoaling fish. Yeah. Um, and they feed like even in the coldest temperatures. So, yeah. you know, if you want something to do in the winter, keep yourself busy, keep on fishing, then yeah, grayling yeah. is. I'll tell you what I did good. fish this year. Again, I had a break for about eight years. I never cast a fly for a sea trout, right? Oh, yeah. I haven't cast a fly for yeah. a sea trout. And I, uh, I joined this year Neath and Delice. Oh yeah, river yeah. and, and uh, what a river that is, yeah. and a well-run club. And um, but I didn't fish it till late on. And I went out one evening, or one night, with Andy and Samantha. Funny, yeah. oh yeah, great people. Yeah. And uh, they took me to the stretch. Like I wasn't familiar with it. And uh, they took me out guiding. And I hit into five fish this one night, and I, I did manage to net one of them. They were on and off leaping. They were, but. I had one three and a half pound, which is nice. Oh, brilliant, mate. Yeah, yeah it's nice to... It's, it's something which I definitely will do a lot more of next year, but they were, they were late. I was hoping to do yeah. it early on, but like everyone says, 
it was it was almost like non-existent. But it did come slightly good towards the end, didn't it? Yeah, it's that cold spring. It seemed to have set it all back about six weeks. Everyone was saying so. So the runner fish yeah. didn't happen early, and then because we didn't have any rain in the summer months, you know, it, it just didn't really happen. So, yeah. Um, so what's the story with uh, fishing in Wales? Where are we at now with your with your work? It's going really well. Yeah, I mean, since we launched it, um, this was back in July last year. Um, it's, it's been phenomenal. I've been, you know, we've been really pleased um, how it's gone. Um, we've had so many visitors on the site, you know, about 230,000 visitors on there. It was just, yeah, well beyond expectations. But yeah, it's, it's gone so well. And, and I think, you know... I noticed well, with the pictures, you, you obviously you've got to try and get all the... Um, styles of fishing but you were fishing uh, pond stickers the other day weren't you course fishing yeah so so we've doing um, quite a variety of different videos you know for for all sorts of fishing in wales just kind of showcasing the best um you know fishing opportunities that we got you know and uh, yeah we went up to pond sticketh um Dorigare, bit of feeder fishing for the for the bream which was really good fun you know and, and a bit different Did you get many yeah, the boys had loads. I, th I think we had like about thirty pounds worth of, of bream and stuff like that and perch. Uh, a couple of pike came in as well to have a look, sw swirling around. You know, so um, very, very good. Um, but yeah, in terms in terms of the video it, videos, it's well worth having a look at the YouTube channel and subscribing because yeah, yeah. we've got quite a lot of stuff um, coming through at the minute. Um, obviously, that video about the taff uh, fishing up there. I did a video uh, with Stephen Jones on the, the River Tyvee, which is an, another gem of a river. Like So that one's coming up as well. Tyvee has um, been known... I've fished Tyvee many times in the past. And what else you got? The Tawi is more or less the water for the big sea trout people talk of, isn't it? Well, and the Dovey. But the, the Tyvee, you, you tend to get more fish on the Tyvee, but they're a lot smaller, aren't they? Yeah, they, they do. I think they're more like um, your two, three pound range, aren't they, with the yeah. odd eight pounder. Uh, but it seems to be very prolific there. And, and in terms of the trout fishing, um, I fished it a few times this year and, and it's really come back, you know, as a trout river. Is it? You remember like Oliver Kite, you know, used, used to be a big champion of the Tyree, didn't he, years and years ago. Yeah. And it was well known, but what happened? You had sheep dip, which killed a lot of insect life, you know, 1980s and acid rain. And, and it, the trout fishing just went downhill, but, you know, recent years, it, it, it's booming, you know, and nice big trout as well, you know, you're talking two, three pound trout. You spend a lot of time fish. down there, don't you? You have um, holidays on the, the Aberystwyth lakes. Yeah, this is it, yeah, I, I love it up there. there there's so many um, angling club lakes up there, and the Aberystwyth club has got about um, 10 different lakes for you to fish. There's caravans or something. And they've got the caravans, area. yeah. Slyn um, Frongoch has got the caravans on it and you can, you know, it's great. You can just wake up in the morning, have a few casts. and. Uh, but, yeah, there's quite a few up there. There's another one, Talabont Angling Association. They've got four or five lakes just north of Abba. Um, you've got the reservoirs there. And you like Nantamoch, which is a really good one. It's nice to be beside a lake, you know, if you've got accommodation. I've got to be honest. Yeah. I'm looking at this island now. I'm looking for a flat patch. Might come yeah. back to stick a tent, you. Yeah, it's one of them spots, isn't it? Yeah. As long as yeah, it doesn't rain in the night and the levels rise, you won't be able to get back out on the bank. But it, this setting where we are now, and a lot of the setting, the, the the mountain lakes, you could be anywhere in the world. Look, looking around us now, you can imagine, you could be, you could, you could imagine, a beaver 
just coming across any yeah. moment. Like, you know? Let's not talk about them. <laughs> I know they're talking about reintroducing them, aren't they, to some of the uh, rivers and, and the potential is there, obviously, to put dams in the way of the salmon and the sewing, isn't it? Oh, so, right, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a, yeah. a, a touchy point. Um, Apart from the videos, then, is there anything else which you, you get involved with, with fishing in Wales? Yeah, we've got a blog, so we put all the stuff on there. And that's well worth having a look because we've got some really good written articles, um, you know, particularly for your, your game anglers. So there's stuff on there from uh, likes of Stephen Jones, uh, George Barron, um, Paul Morgan, you know, Cockabondi books, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Denise Ashton, the World Trout Trust, um, Alan Parfit. He's, he's written some really good articles, particularly on bass. Um, Gareth Lewis um, and Wynne Davis. And uh, of course, you, yourself, you, you did one on uh, Garnfrood. Garnfrood, well, yeah. funny enough, you say Garnfrood now. That's something I'm going to be doing now over the winter, one or two days, because I noticed they've just put a fresh batch of um, Spartix in. Oh, what a, what a lovely looking fish. I haven't caught one yet. Haven't you? Um, but I will give it a go down there. Because um, we, we did a video for Fishing in Wales in the spring down there. With Reese, with Reese, yeah. So, so Reese is absolutely fantastic content. Didn't you foul like a big rainbow or something? I hooked one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't comment on whether it was foul hooked. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, basically, yeah. It was a sixteen pounder, and, and was it? wow, could have been. <laughs> oh, was it really? <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the story anyway. So we, we were doing some filming with uh, Jamie, the owner. He was on the other bank, and um, where Rob Hughes was shooting it, and uh, yeah, just fishing a buzzer. First couple of casts, really, and the line just locked up, and I knew I was into a really big fish, and this fish was just tearing up and down the lake, you know, off the into the backing. Was it? And, um, yeah, just, just hell of a fight, you know. And it's a single buzzer? Single buzzer, yeah. Yeah, just a single crisp packet buzzer. And um, it must have been on for about 10 minutes, and, you know, if it was going under the platforms, you know, it, it, was like, it was like it was on steroids, like, you know, it had an injection of caffeine in it or something. Yeah. Because some of these double figure fish, they don't really fight that hard. No. But this one, but wow. Weight. Wow, it used every sort of ounce of its weight. And um, it was diving under the platforms on the far side. And eventually it dived under my feet. And, and there was like almost nothing I could do like to stop it. And it was like one of those really like tense moments. Oh, is, this fish is going to snap me off. And, and Jamie like came in. He knows what he's doing with the net. And, uh, and managed to net the fish under the platform for us. So... What but, part of the um, lake was that? Just when you cross the bridge on the right-hand side. Oh, you're on the island? Yeah, yeah, oh, just, just that yeah. first peg on the right-hand side. But we got it all captured on film, so it's it's there um, on, on the Fishing in Wales YouTube channel. Um, yeah, that 14 big fish. Pounds. 16. 16? Yeah, least. 16 it was. And, and, you know, the brilliant pieces as we were talking from Reese there about how to, how to fish the small still waters, you know. Yeah, yeah. Very really good. I have to look at that. I haven't seen that. I've seen the, the still pictures. But, um, yeah, when I went, run about 12 months ago, I think he puts them in this time of year because these Spartics, they like the cold weather. Yeah. And I had a couple up to about £4, five, £5. They're amazing looking fish. They've got these like, magenta spots and in the right light, they look incredible. It's got that brook trout look to it, hasn't it? You know, the yeah. spots on them. Yeah. Looking back, on the season, on the videos you look, and I saw one clip which you put on, must have been at the start of the season, and I felt for you when I seen it. Did you hook and lose a humongous salmon? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I'd forgotten about this. Um, this is quite a good story. Um, so, yeah, we got. I, there's a bit of the why that I'm, I'm in the club, Gwent Angling, and, you know, we've got some good water. Gwent Angling? Gwent Angling Society, yeah. Yeah. And, and we got a beat down at Wirestone near Monmouth, and uh, it's got a good run for the salmon, and, and I was down there fishing with um, Anthony Evans, my mate from West Wales, you know, and he was flogging away with, with the fly rod, the double-hander, Nothing, but there was fish showing, and, and I picked up my spinning rod, and I and, and cast that in, and hooked into this. Was it a flying sea or something? Flying sea, yeah, single barbless hook, um, and hooked into this thing that basically stuck on the bottom, you know. And it, it, but I could tell it was a fish, you know, but could, could barely do a thing with it. And then it went downstream, like a screaming run of 50, 60 yards, like off the reel, you know. And, and again, just praying, you know, the fish would stay on. He came back up for the current. I was shouting to Anthony to get the phone, you know, to film it because I, I had him back back in my mind. Oh, this would be brilliant if we can land this fish, talk about it, you know, for fishing in Wales. But then the fish kind of did this thing where it sort of wallowed and the head and shoulders of the fish like came out of the water. And, and it was we, a fair distance out, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. But Jesus, the, it was like a bloke jumping in and belly flopping. It was like a cow's leg. Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. It was a springer. Like, you know, and the average size of the fish being caught at that time, the beat down below us had had several, like, 25-pound... Yeah, I looked that. ...springers, you know, and it looked that. And, you know, we... we obviously, it came off um, just that shake of the head, you know, and, and that... Yeah. Boosh, and, um, yeah... When I saw the just, splash, it looked yeah. like someone fell out of a plane. It did, it did, didn't it? Like, a you know, a couple of breeze blocks being thrown in. It was... Yeah. yeah. And I just saw you going, holding your head. Yeah. Oh, no. I oh, know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anthony, he thought it was quite funny, actually. But um, these things yeah. happen, don't they? This is, this is oh, fishing for you, isn't it? it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice to get connected to it. At least you've seen it as well. Yeah. There's a couple of fish, you, you, you think they're big. You don't see them. Yeah. And you lose them. And you never really know how no, big that no. fish was. I've mentioned it on uh, one of the podcasts when I was fishing on the Ogmo, it was actually this year. Oh, let's wait this helicopter goes. What do you think of you stranded on the island? Yeah. It's been in Vietnam, isn't it, with these helicopters? Yeah. It must have been June time I lost a big fish and I was fishing the Ogmo for the bass. And leading up to it, I had a few around two, two and a half. You get, you get a few of those. In the day it was. And I hooked into this fish in this one pool. And he was just so erratic. He was just darting everywhere, running towards me and then running away from yeah. me. And it was stripping line and it was yeah. like, it was, it was madness. I'd never seen something move so fast. And then uh, I got him more or less within sort of 15 yards away and he was just head knocking. And he could, I could feel the weight there. Next thing, just went to sea. Bloody and he just hell. went and he was screaming the line off. Took my full line, took about 30 yards of back yeah. in. And I thought I'd better run now. So I was <laughs> yeah. running down the bank with it. Yeah. And he just went and went and went. Next thing, line went slack, came. Oh, no. So I'm thinking, what, what it could have been, you know? Even though I was fishing for bass, there's no way that was a bass, didn't fight like a bass. Possibly a big 
mullets more than likely. Or just a freak salmon. Could be a freak salmon, fresh run. As, yeah. as I say, I've seen some big salmon in the Ogmore being caught, you know, 15, yeah. 20 pounders, so, you know. And do you know what, what happened? That, and I should have put a post up about it, actually, because when, I was, when, when this happened, there was a drone above me. Right. Somebody ah. on the beach had this drone, and he was filming. I'd love to one yeah, day yeah. see that footage. You know, to see see what it was like. You know? I wonder if he appreciated that when he played back his footage. They had the, he had this yeah. <laughs> film of you running after this. I know unknown enormous fish. I it know. sounds brilliant. Maybe it? one day, maybe someone's yeah. listening to this now. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying that, that you're gonna do the grayling fishing in the winter. You got a passion for pike, or you did have, didn't you? Yeah, I do, I do love fishing for the pike. And um, last year I was doing quite a bit um, on the Y, and was doing quite well before the lockdown. But, um, you know, to anyone out there who wants to try fly fishing for pike, um, Wales is a pretty good place to go. Because you've got Langos Lake, which isn't too far away from where we are now. Uh, you can hire your boats there. Brilliant fly fishing for pike autumn, winter. Where'd you get the tickets for, for Langos then? Uh, so you get them there. Uh, basically, there's a um, little shop there. Is there? Um, and and they, I believe now they've got a facility for you to book it online. So you can go on their website and, and book yourself um, a boat. And they've got a couple of reservoir trout boats there now. Right. So you can fish it properly instead of those little punts. Um, and the only thing you've got to bring along is your own engine. So a little electric motor or, or a petrol outboard. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it produces um, lots of sort of mid-double figure fish, you know, like 15, 16 pound, the odd 20 pounder, which yeah. is great fun on the fly rod. Um, and the other venue, of course, is um, Trust Venith, which um, is open, I think, um, till the end of December. So as well as you've really um, good trout fishing there, it's become famous. For the pike. For pike. And we, there's people coming from all over to catch them on the fly there. And they're regularly catching um, 30 pounders. You know, yeah. So that's on my list as well. Something to do over the winter or, or for next season is, is to go up to trouts and um, try and get a really big pike up on there on the fly. Yeah. They had big trout this year there, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a farm trout it was, I think, wasn't it? But funnily enough, I was, I was sent a video of this 24-pounder by a very happy angler. And uh, he thought, yeah, great, you know, send it in for fishing in Wales. And, and I watched the video. Yeah, it was amazing watching this fish go back. But... Um, Unfortunately, all the guys were, were effing and blinding so much. Oh, you couldn't <laughs> it would have, use it? If, if I couldn't use it. Every other word was beep, beep, look at the size of this, beep, beep. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's, it's the excitement of the moment, isn't it? But, um, yeah, the thing was oh, it's, huge. Yeah, it was fat. It, 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 yeah. it was never I, uh, Yeah, it, I don't know whether on. it was... Never in a billion years it was grown on. I'm not sure was, how long it had been in the lake. You know, what could it grow on? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was eating the pike. <laughs> <laughs> Still but nice yeah. to have, like. It was. It's the Welsh record brown trout, I, I believe. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and it also is throwing up, like, you know, a good number, 15, 16 pound brownies up there, you know? Yeah. Something which, another thing I, I'll mention, something else which I plan to do this year. To be honest, at the start of the year, because the previous year was such a disaster for everyone, this year, I planned to overdose myself on fishing, and that's what right. I did. You know, I joined, I think, about four season, five season tickets in different yeah. places. 
And the plan was, one of the things I wanted to do, I had those goals which I mentioned. Yeah. But one thing I'm going to do next year, for certain, is to have a couple of days with Shane Jones. Oh, we yeah. We planned to do it yeah. this year. And to be honest, he asked me a few times and yeah. I couldn't get on to doing it. To fish for the Ferox. Right. In Bala. Yeah. yeah There's big really brown good. trout in yeah. Bala. And uh, so next year, I'm going to prioritise my fishing and have a couple of days there. I think you should, mate, yeah, with your knowledge. Um, these big waters, you, you've got to put some time in, you know. Yeah. And, I, and I've seen some, like, accidental captures of the pike anglers. Have you? You know, yeah. And, and I think the biggest one I've seen was £16 brownie yeah. um, by somebody trawling for pike. And, you know, potential's there, mate, yeah. I mean, you've got the, you've got the bait fish there as Please well, have you? Please saying that now, because I wasn't sure if you can troll there. Or, I know there's boats, obviously, yeah. but whether or not you can fish off a moving boat. I don't know. I, I think you that. can. I, I yeah. think from what I've seen... Can um, you do that on, on uh, Pond Stick? Now, yeah, it's, you can. Um, and I know people that have got boats on uh, Pond Stick... And the, the way to do it, you've, you've got to join the Pike Anglers um, Club of Great Britain, which gives you third-party insurance liability. All right. And then you've got to join the sailing club as well, and of course be a member of the club. But once you've done that, you, you can launch um, your own boat on there. And I know some of the boys are doing quite well on the pike, so whether trawling or lure fishing. Right. Um, I but, thought it was static boats. No, I think you, you can move, you, you can trawl. As far as I know, obviously worth checking. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the potential there for big brownies, um, they're untouched. Like, no, nobody's fishing for them. Especially with coarse fish there, and there are, isn't Yeah. There? Well, this is it. They, as you know, you know, like, I suppose corrib, they're on the roach, aren't they? Yeah. It's got thousands of roach in there. Small the perch. Yeah, pond stick is, is full of bait fish. So, you know. That's the thing with Bala, they've got Gwynedd, white fish, which yeah. I think is exclusive to, to the yeah, I think it is it's a deep water um, I think they blind fish. those fish don't they they're so deep yeah the, they haven't got eyes or they can't the, see very yeah good. I think they got eyes they're, they're, they're basically like a white fish you get in um, Canada aren't they like but small, quite small and they're pelagic and they live in the deep water they're like eyed and they yeah. eyed looking in fact yeah, yeah you're saying that now I, I've caught a five pound white fish in one of the rivers in Sweden years ago. And they were similar looking fish. Yeah, so so that's something, a goal for next year for me. Yeah, I think you should, you should try it. Because hopefully, it's been yeah. two years now and I haven't been over to Corrib. It's alien to me. So next year now, even though I, I plan to go over, it'd be nice to have a water on my doorstep, which is only like two or three hours away, to give it a go. Yeah. It's just got that potential, the big old water, isn't it? It's over yeah. three miles long. You just yeah, never know what's yeah. in there, in these yeah. Welsh lakes too, you know? Yeah. Watch this space. Yeah. <laughs> You've got Pip the Porsche catching the highest trout in Wales by Alan yeah. and Parfit. So are you going to try and beat him with something else next year? Well, what we're hoping to do is try and get a, um, a Torgoch, or, you know, that's Welsh or Arctic char get one of them on the fly. So we've kind of run out of time this season, but we've um, heard of a couple of lakes up there where people are catching them on the fly. Um, Padan is one. Oh, yeah, it's in Padan, yeah. In Padan, yeah. And the other one is um, Dean. Are, are they deep then? 
You go, they, they, there's like a an image they've got, the deep sort of dwelling fish. But, or are they just, you know, they catch them on the surface? Well, sometimes they are, yeah. They're, this lake called um, Thlin Dilin in the Carnethai, and, and I know a couple of people have been up there this year, and they were catching them on Dalbachs. Oh, right. You know, fishing on a floating line with, with a weighted point fly, just, just to kind of get the fly down. So they're catchable. So yeah. we're, we're hoping maybe to go up there to the Dolgarig Angling Club, you know, which has got quite a few of these lakes with char in it. I tell you what would be nice to do. Perhaps we can, we can do something next year to try and get as many species on the fly in, like, 24 hours. Right, yeah. That'd be good to do, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like a rod race, Welsh yeah. rod race. Yeah. I actually was, we, I played yeah. a part in that years ago. There was yeah. a Welsh programme, Ras Pascotta. Yeah. And we did that, and we just just go from one place, so the sea to the lake, the river, yeah. the fine sea. But I think it'd be nice to do, to try and catch as many mm. species. What, fresh water? Or, or yes, fresh water. the bass as well, mullet. And... Well, we could do. Could do, why? Taupe because... on the fly, that could be one. Yeah. I did a bit of taupe fishing in the summer. Did and, you? And that's, God, that's hell of a... Um, Hell of a thrill that is, because it's a strong fish. Unbelievable. I tell her who does that is David Hoppy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, he, the kayak. Yeah, in the kayak. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he has them like four or five feet long yeah. in the kayak. And um, Hats off to him for that, mind, because they're, they're very strong. And they, they try and bite you as well. Yeah, he doesn't use the fly, though. Yeah. But they, they, they reckon it could be caught on the fly... Um, the skipper we were out with at Anuki, he reckons catching on the fly is possible because the water's so clear there. Yeah. That they'll come up and they'll sometimes follow follow your bait in when you when you're reeling in your bait. And and we saw some actually that did that come in and you know, so if you had a fly rod there ready with some big old fly and a wire trace, put it in front of his nose. Yeah. You know, you might have a chance, you know. Say about David Harp, you know, what he does in the winter, which is something I, I don't think there's anything in Wales anywhere in Wales we can do it, is Xander fishing? No, I, there's no Xander in Wales, um, officially. I'd heard rumours, apparently there's Xander in Cardiff Bay. Boom, we past it. Yeah, the NRW had done some sampling down there and they'd actually discovered a couple of um, juvenile Xander. Is it? So where, whether that, you know, they're still there or, or they're established, it's an unknown. Yeah, big carp in Xander, in um, Xander Bay. <laughs> In Cardiff Bay, isn't it? Yeah, it's a mystery, that venue. Um, it's there, isn't it, in plain sight. And, and apparently they reckon it could have Welsh record carp in it, Welsh record pike in it, Welsh record mullet in it, and Welsh record perch in it. I bet they've got cats, even. It probably is. They're, they're putting them in, you know, people do this thing, don't they? I, I know some of the Vale of Morgan, you know, the little ponds that the club's got. I know there's some catfishing there being put in there illegally. So there's no reason why they're not being put into the taff and going into the barrage lake. Um, but down there, it's, it's basically 400 acres of lake. You can only fish probably about 5% of it from the bank. Yeah. Because it's a very limited area that you're actually officially allowed. Like the, no? the Cardiff Bay Lake, yeah. yeah. There's only a very limited area that you can fish on the Glamorgan Anglers ticket and the, the rest of it's like out of bounds. Yeah. So the places where all the big fish are, you can't fish, you know, like under the St. David's Hotel and... Yeah. You know where all the jetties are, Panath yeah. Marina. 
and under the flyover by the IKEA and by where the harvester oh, is, yeah, yeah. there's some you know huge pike there. But you you can't fish it, and you can only go on the shore. You can't yeah. you can't boat fish it. Um, I think what we'll do now, we'll make another brew, and it's clouded over now, so it probably looks ideal as a breeze coming in. It's a change direction. It has. I think it's swinging around um, from the south now. It was blowing towards yeah. the dam just now, before lunch. And now it's coming off the dam. Yeah, sometimes a little change. It might push the fish up uh, towards yeah. us, you know. Yeah. But at least it'll be good at conditions now. So I think I'll stay with the setup I've got. I've got the hairs here in a point on the cruncher, on the floating line. And hopefully it'll take a fish on the near the surface. You're going to stay the same, you yeah, for, for now. I mean, if we get more of a ripple, I may add a, a dropper on there, you know, and, and fish something on the bob fly. Yeah. You know, maybe a sedge jog or something like that, which which is a yeah. great, um, exciting method, you know. Yeah. Which um, does remind me of, of earlier in the season, I went up to um, Thlingwithio. Right. You know, and, and up near Thlambrinmire. Oh, you know, Emmer Lewis. Yeah, Emmer's Lake, you know, Thlambrinmire Angling. Which um, you can actually float tube, and uh, that's a place in the middle of the summer um, when they get a good batch of sedge. And I remember float tubing it and um, just skating, you know, the top dropper. And, and wow, there was some really big fish in there. What waters are you allowed to float tubing wheels? Well, this, this is it. Some of them um, actually allow you to do it. Um, so there's the Scotters Ogwen Club, North Wales, so you you can float tube quite a number of their lakes. Um, Cambrian Angling Association, uh, based in uh, Festiniog, and they've got about 14 different lakes that you're allowed to do it. Right. Um, the Thambrymar Angling, which is, um, you know, Emmy's Lake, so it's Koch Howard and Gwydior, that you, you can go up and tube. There's nothing in South Wales then, no? No, there, there isn't, unfortunately, though, you know, I, I see it as you know, being one of the best methods of fishing. I don't, I don't really understand why it isn't allowed more widely. With yeah. Welsh water allowing people to paddleboard, kayak, canoe, you know, and, the, and these people aren't even paying for the access like us anglers. So, you know, I find I mean, it hard you were to... saying, I was asking what these boys yeah. are on this lake here. Now, there's, a string, there's two or three boys across the, uh, the top end. Yeah. Here, and you said it's for kayaks. Yeah, just to tell they're, them they they're allowed to launch. Up. Yeah, they yeah. can't come up um, beyond these boys. But um, but float tubing, like in terms of like pure enjoyment, I reckon that's one of my favourite ways to fish a lake in Wales. Yeah. Um, and it's perfectly safe. I, I reckon it's safer than fishing on the bank because you're in you're in a, a life ring basically with a life jacket. You know. Yeah. You can't get any safer than that. And it's easier to access some places. To access, yeah. it's easier to get to some places because. Like, to walk here, you know, it's, it's quite boggy and clumpy in places. Yeah. A lot of people wouldn't even do what we've done now, come round here with a float tube. We just jump in and get anywhere, can we? Yeah, this is it. I, I, I have float tube this years ago, and I, and I remember Welsh Water. They put a mistake in their brochure where it showed the little float tube icon because they were allowing it on uh, a couple of places up North Wales, like um, in, in Anglesey, and, and uh, I, I remember I phoned them up and said, you know, you sure this is this is right? Oh no, we made a mistake in the brochure. Uh, but then I said, "Hang on a minute, I'll give it a go." And if you know, if it becomes popular, can you keep it as a permanent fixture? So they actually let me float tube on here for a, a season. Um, but yeah, they they took it off the brochure then the next year. Uh, it's a shame, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
But I, I did um, those Cambrian lakes. If you want to give it a go and somewhere that actually allows it, they're really good. They, they've got a couple of lakes um, called the Gamath lakes. Yeah. And um, I float tube them um, end of August. And myself and Lynn Davis were float tubing. And there was another two guys already on there tubing. And the club is quite welcoming of it. And there was a tremendous fall of uh, red ants getting blown off the heather. And we had some brilliant top of the water sport there, you know. Yeah. And from the bank, we would have struggled because they were getting blown on the water, these ants. And the fish were mopping them up, just cruising up and down right in the middle. Yeah. And it was a case of, you know, fish, fishing out there for them. It's great when you get these ants. You get the flying ants on the local water with thin valves where I yeah, fish. Yeah, yeah. Oh, when they come on. At the start of the hatch, you catch them. Yeah. But when this in full swing then, they like hoovers, sapping every, you know, it's so yeah. hard to catch you them. Can, you can almost have too many, they kind of go, yeah. gorge on it, don't they, you know? But th that's probably one of the best club run waters. Th there are lots of really good waters in Wales run by clubs. Yeah. But, so I'm a little bit biased there. But for the first time in the history, this next stocking, they're going to put browns in. Oh, that's really good. Which I'm really looking forward to, you know. It's a variety as well, isn't it? You know, I'd, I'd say everyone now, people put the fish back, so, yeah. you know, it's nice to have that variety, isn't it? And yeah. Especially brownies, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah. I was actually fishing on the Taff um, middle of August, caught a lovely brownie of over two pound, and I returned it to the water and I, and I looked up and there, there was a terrapin watching it all. On the bank? On a stone near the river. Oh, was there? I, I took a photo of him. How big was he? Like a dinner plate. Really? And um, yeah, it, it, it was just sitting there, you know. Like Someone's pet probably. Somebody's pet, they, they, they put it, um, released it probably, it grown too big for the tank. And um, it got even more bizarre, parakeet then started uh, making some noise out of the tree above, which again is, is a bird that shouldn't be here. But apparently they're established, you know, parakeets in parts of South Wales. So Didn't see any giraffes as well, did you? Well, this is it, I, I was <laughs> expecting it. It was a proper like urban jungle, so you know, terrapins, parakeets, you know, whatever next in it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, let's get this kettle on the go now, eh? And another brew, and we'll give it another go this afternoon. Yeah, let's give it a go then, mate, all right? Nice Lovely. One. How long was all that? 47, 48 minutes. Should have put it on record, really. <laughs> If this is your first time tuning in, make sure you catch all future episodes by clicking subscribe via the links on my website, castingwithkerryjones.com, or via iTunes or your favourite podcatcher. If you like what you've heard on this episode, feel free to drop me a line via my website. Tell me what you've enjoyed, ask a question, or better yet, tell me what you want to hear more of in the future. And if you're looking for additional tips, tackle reviews or venue information, or just want to see what's been hitting the back of my net lately, search up Casting with Kerry Jones on Facebook or follow me on Instagram. And if you still want more, I'm regularly uploading video content onto the Casting with Kerry Jones YouTube channel, so just check that out and subscribe over there too. Wherever you follow, subscribe, comment or message, I look forward to catching up soon for a good fishing chat. Well, I think that's all for now. So until next time, tight lines and don't strike too soon. <laughs>